Hi everyone, and welcome back to Cosmic Crit. This is Patrick, your GM and your fearless leader, marching these foolish fools into a full-on winter ground war with the swarm. Welcome back to the show, and welcome to April. Uh, the big news this month is uh, this is the month of our online charity convention, Cosmic Criticon 3. Uh, April 17th through the 19th will be online gaming with Starfinder Society Games on Discord and your favorite online tabletop simulators, uh, including Roll20. Uh, this week, we will have an announcement on our Twitter and Discord for when tables are going to open up for signups, uh, as well as the donation portals for our charity boon tickets uh, for random drawings. Uh, like last year, we are going to be supporting Doctors Without Borders in their very important mission, and for every $1,000 that we raise, we will have a additional random drawing for one donor to win more gifts and prizes. Doctors Without Borders, uh, more than ever, is going to need our help in fighting COVID-19 uh, across the, the planet, uh, along with other outbreaks and medical emergencies around the globe. And every dollar is going straight to the organization, right through the donation portal. Uh, we're going to be streaming online uh, Friday the 17th. Um, Saturday we're going to have the Starfinder Society special. Uh, so just get ready to game that weekend and raise money for a great cause. Uh, we thank everyone for your support last year and your support upcoming in a few weeks. And we're going to talk about this more in the episodes. You're going to hear me say this all again. But thank you uh, regardless for listening right now. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's introduction. Uh, let's just get into this episode. This is 129, and it's titled Insects, Insects and, and the, the City. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Kick, punch, it's all in the mind. And if you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find that the episodes that reach you are sure to teach you about Starfinder. So whether you like it or not, here's a podcast to feature. We're about to rhyme and hit buttons in time on this week's episode of Cosmica the Rapper. This is your GM here, your Game Master Onion, asking you if you have a master plan now. Joining me in getting ready to punch, pu -pu 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 punch the swarm in their bug faces are my five 2D animated friends to my right. She's funny and sunny as penicillin is a strain in a petri dish. It's Rebecca rolling with Sunny Zinnia. Hello. Across from her, you gotta believe that this robo pooch knows how to freestyle. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. Do you see the dredgers on the left? <laughs> to my right. If chins could kill, this one certainly would as it's bathed in solarian energy. It's Tyler dredging up Joe DeVasho. Should just be happy that I take a bath anyway. Across from him, he's worried his dad is going to bite him if he doesn't become an H to the E to the R to the O. It's Jabert playing his trust. I'll button mash you into the trash here. <laughs> and across the digital table, why this little guy's turning tables and spinning wax. Why it's Miles mixing it up with MC King Kong Sprouts. Good evening. Hi, guys. How are you, how are you doing? Pretty good. good. Excellent, Patrick. That? Nothing's going wrong at all right now. No, it's a beautiful, sunny April, and it definitely doesn't feel like summer already, I'm sure, for some people on the podcast in the South. 
uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's nice here. I imagine it's like probably nineties or hundreds in Atlanta. It's rained for 46 days straight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one likes spring. Spring is the worst. Spring is the worst season. Can we all agree on that? No, uh, no. What? absolute no. worst. No, Win- I'm, winter, I'm with you. I'm with you. Winter, Fall, is the summer, worst winter, season. spring, just the worst. Terrible all weather. Right. Up here, it's pretty bad weather. Fall and winter are my jam. Yeah, spring <laughs> is prettiest though. It, there, it, it, there tends to be a lot of rain, but you get all the flowers and everything's coated like in pollen. And no, there's nothing breathe. to be excited about this season. It's awful. <laughs> Except uh, spring is the season that we have our online convention, CritterCon Three. Ho ho ho! Ah. You see me going there. Segway. Segway to, uh, I'm sure we, we'll talk about this in our intros as well, but last year I want to thank everyone that came out and contributed and donated and played games. Uh, we raised almost $4,000 for wow. Doctors Without Borders, and we would love to add on to that amount this year for Criticon yeah. 3, which is April 17th, 18th, and 19th. Um, talking about MSF, uh, Doctors Without Borders, uh, they are currently right now in Burkina Faso, uh, on the border between the U.S. and Mexico, uh, providing you know, services to people that need it there, and uh, responding to viral outbreaks wherever they might be in the world. We don't need to talk about specifics here, but <laughs> they could be in a country that speaks Chinese currently, <laughs> uh, trying to help out there. So every single dollar that we can get to support them, um, we we thank our Crittermander fans out there that, uh, that help with that. Uh, I'm very happy to announce that we're going to be doing it up bigger this year. Criticon three is going to have more prizes um, and um, special Paizo products and, and things that we're going to give away as well as um, sell uh, raffle tickets for things like that. Uh, so yeah, mark your calendars now for that. Are you guys, the five of you excited for Criticon three? Oh yeah. Always. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to the full size uh, Doshko that Jabert's giving away. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm making this out of um, looks around office. Oh, you mean my 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 wife? She is going to be <laughs> forging a sword out of beer cans. And oh, uh, I would pay for that. That's not a that's not a joking matter. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, before we get to CritterCon, we got some more episodes of podcast to play. That's probably going to take us. Uh, by the time we get there to the end of book one of this adventure path, which I'm very excited about. But before we do that, we need to first talk about what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. Well, some things are just open and shut. Doesn't happen often, but count your blessings when they do, because more often than not, things are going to turn sideways quicker than you can say Stella Degenerea. After investigating the Temple of Hylax, finally came across Zelenon, who looks to have been cooped up here longer than what's healthy for him. Seems mighty interested in Trest. It was all hocus-pocus, and I was keeping an eye on our keys in case we had company. Which, of course, we did, because this is war, and the universe sees fit to keep our status as when it rains, it pours. Monstrous armored bug came tearing in, and just when it seemed like we might have a handle on it, revealed to be hiding a bunch of dredgers. Because, you know, otherwise it'd be easy, right? We took them in for the eternal dirt nap all the same, grabbed Zelenon, and legged it. Not before I saw our Trixie Strixie nab something from the temple. No point in saying something yet. We're abandoning this planet, and no harm, no foul. Let's just hope our sticky fingers don't come back to haunt us. That Trixie Strixie. Yeah, Trixie Strixie's pretty good. I like that, Miles. 
That, that's uh, been there several times now in Sprout yeah, it's, stories. It's, it's, Apparently, it's, that's it's, his it, nickname it, for yeah, her. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> Sprout's like an affectionate name for uh, for Zinnia. I mean, he's not condemning. He just saw. Well, that's a thing that happened. Like because did I mean, actually, what, did what, you actually see it last? Um, retroactively i inserted that in so for, for the <laughs> intro um but, but even if he did like i mean it's this, this planet's done like so who cares yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think the only person who would really be upset about it would be devasho or trust nobody yeah, cares i mean about your bug feelings Spr- sprouts comes from the mean streets he sees petty crime like that all the time it's not worth talking about <laughs> looking back on your perception it looks like you rolled a 20 in total which was not enough to see maybe you saw her like go up there but um well yeah you can take it out of the intro (laughs) (laughs) no well it 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 would be funny if uh you couldn't comment on a bunch of stuff that happened last week because right that's where i was coming from i was like i've got i've got to I've got to do it for the intro. Whether or not Sprout saw it doesn't matter. Sprout's got his head cut off, so not a lot happened last week. (laughs) Um, Right, so as we left off, you guys had left the Temple of Hylax. um, You know, and you just reached the northern outskirts of Rio City. Uh, The snow has been falling hard here, adding arduous hours of driving on your return trip. That has been completely quiet. Um, Sunlight just starting to peek out over the distant dark clouds to the east. And the city is eerily silent. And you notice something all at once just terrifying as you crest the hill and see the skyline in the distance. You see nothing. See no signs of ships flying above the spaceport. No no movement in the city below. Where the day before it was a stream of vessels landing and taking off and now seems like an empty sky besides the sheer white blanket of snow falling here. Um, you do see a few fires burning in the Metropolis's <clears throat> western side as well as the spaceport that send their you know smoke clouds barreling uh, to the, the sky above you. Uh, but besides that, there's no no visible movement in the city anywhere. Oh, if one of us can, like one of us, get on comms and try to radio our CO. Uh, yeah. So you you got like the the brief like um last week edge of a what seemed like a, a repeating message about the evacuation. Uh, but as you get on there now, it maybe takes a few minutes. And and as you're you're doing that, uh, you you will have to abandon your vehicle as once more the congestion on the road in the city. Uh, just like when you got there the the prior day uh, or two two days prior, um, uh, you, you'll have to walk a few miles into the city as cars have just been abandoned for uh, for miles around in the suburbs. Um, but yeah, as you get into the city proper, your comm units crackle to life as they ping onto local satellite amplifiers uh, placed around the city, and you get a call on your comms from Commander Najiri, who contacts you seemingly on what seems like uh, a one way communication like a transmission um so she might be uh pretty far away and uh she says midnight squad do you read me evacuation ended last night when command had to call back air support over rios the swarm armada is shifting west faster than we anticipated respond back if you are just getting to the evacuation zone your signal seems very weak but if you're hearing this you must find a way off Susculin, get to the spaceport. There is a massive swarm army to the south is making your way towards you. The only way you will be able to outrun it is in a starship. Save whoever you can and get out of there now. Rendezvous, rendezvous on Ultranius. 
uh, there is a satellite image that is forwarded to your comms with that showing the hills to the south of Rios dark with millions of insects, a plague of dredgers and, and convocytes as well as flying vorfoma. Uh, Raz Jungat looks over your shoulder and says, uh, maybe it's time uh, you cut me loose. And I take my chances swimming in the frozen SQ ocean, huh? Sit down. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> you guys are, are f- uh, full up with him and you've got Zelen on there as well. So are there any, and I know you said uh, Rios, they, they had finished the evacuation. Are there no spaceships or anything that we could take? Well, we got to go to the spaceport and find out. That's what she said. So I guess okay, we're so, so, open it to spaceport. Okay. Well, then let's, let's yeah. keep on trucking. Yeah. So it, it's only like a, a 30 minute walk or so. Can as, we assume as, that we took a rest to replenish SP in the truck? Yeah. I mean, it, it's been like seven or eight hours driving uh, through the night uh, to, to get to Rio. So you guys have had plenty of time to take a 10 minute uh, rest. Um like I said, it's about half hour as you walk through the, the silent city to the outskirts of the uh, Sator Regional Spaceport. Uh, Zelenon behind you, kind of shuffling through the, the snow, supported um, by uh, a mildly perturbed but seemingly concerned Raz. Can I do a sense motive on Raz? I just want to see if he's anticipating something. Like, because, you know, it's like one of those things where I'm wondering if he knows something, like why walking through here might be dangerous. Since he is an ex-con, I don't know if he heard something when he was spending his time with his other. Oh no, ex-con. he he just he saw the map of the uh, oh, okay. the area and, and realizes that uh, you guys are about to um, become insect friends in, in a little while. Do we need Woo-hoo! to try to find other survivors? Is there a way that we can reach out to see yeah. if anybody else is? I mean, you can you can like search as you're going through and and certainly like call out and, and things like that. Um, um, how else do you think you you might? Uh, do that. I just didn't know if there was like a broadband open <coughs> communication that we could send through like mm. a yeah, like, like an, an emergency all, transmitter all. or something like that. Yeah, like I said, the satellites did seem to be fairly unreliable even still here, but there is like local um, comm towers that you can ping and, and things like that so you can send out uh, messages as you walk. Um, as you get to the spaceport, uh, you do see these huge columns of, of black smoke rising into the sky and if you pop open your um, environmental protections you can just get hit in the face with the smell of acrid burning thassaran base fuel um, spaceship fuel here uh, you see in the spaceport dozens of destroyed ships lying scattered across the various landing pads their their frames broken um, you know kind of collapsed in on themselves chemically melted uh, some of the control towers and, and private hangars are still standing here, though some of them are in flames as well. Um, why doesn't everyone make me a perception check? As you're you're just like on the outskirts, you know, there's maybe a few oh boy, few uh, metal gates between you and the spaceport here. What's the light level? Um, we're in we're in normal light now because we're we're in the day. It's a seventeen right. from Sprouts. Hero moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so 17 is the, the highest, and I think that is just going to be enough for Sprouts to see some movement at the edges of one of these still standing private hangars, uh, maybe a few hundred meters away. You just catch, you know, through the, the white snow here, uh, a flash of um, maybe like a, a yellow vest or something moving. Uh, what would you like to do? 
Um, we should probably maybe like call out to them. I don't think surprising anyone who's left behind from an evacuation with the swarm on the way is a, the best move. I, so I, I swear to Hylax, if we have to deal with space goblins right now, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> See, that's funny. I was going to suggest that me and Tyler both sneak up on them. And we pull a, a swarm oh. prank. <laughs> we swear we're bugs like this. Right. <laughs> stick stick me up underneath your armpit real quick yeah, and then i'll drop yeah. out and surprise i feel him. like yeah debaja would just come around the corner like swarm noises ah. <laughs> argle bargle boy i yeah. hate thinking for myself <laughs> Jeez louise it's the worst um boy i like eating everything that is tops Maybe maybe Sprouts like plugs in a megaphone into Echo Seven and uses it to like you know extra extra calling out for people once again. To need you guys think there's megaphones everywhere in this sci-fi universe? <laughs> I think you're gonna have to put some money down on it's one in of every those. armor. Every every set of armor has a uh, uh, no. But if if you want to head on over and and make yeah. yourself known, um, sure. uh, before too long, uh, a, a what looks like an older woman steps steps out from from one of these hangars. Uh, and approaches you, kind of greets you in, in, a, in a, a weary tone, and a few other survivors come out slowly after her. This is what she looks like here. Um, and she says, uh, Hello, troopers. Uh, my name is Kalora Gishi. Uh, I, I was on the city council here in Rios. But, uh, these others and I were, were headed for the last transport off the planet when a wing of swarm starships descended on the spaceport and destroyed every vessel in sight. And we were blown back by the explosions. And when we came to it, it seemed like SDF, SDF had already left and, and we couldn't contact them to let them know we had survived. Oh, we've been searching for an undamaged ship since then, but we haven't been able to find anything. Uh, which, uh, which of these hangars have you searched so far? How um, much have you narrowed it down? She'll, she'll point to like a couple behind her. There's like three or four that are you know fairly smaller, but um, are undamaged. Mm -hmm. um, as as she's talking to you and, and pointing these out, um, the rest of uh, a small group of uh, evacuees uh, comes forward, and in it you see some familiar faces from Fort Gallant, the uh, beautiful and not at all a self portrait of a man that is. Xantos Loachwort, this beautiful oh. beast. Loachwort! The scientist, as well as uh, the the aristocratic uh, human Elliot Stilts, uh, pulling behind them what looks like beat-up boxes of scientific equipment. But in addition to that, you see some others you've not uh, seen before. There's a, a gruff-looking dwarf, a Kasothan-covered head-to-toe in cold winter gear, with a, a face obscuring glasses and head scarf, a Sheeran in a like a bright yellow corporate jumper, which is probably what Sprout saw from afar, and a very large Instar Decimar, um, which is uh, another uh, bug alien race, and it's kind of like the pupil form of a butterfly people. Um, and it's hard to see this one as they're trudging through the snow, but you see what looks like a small robotic penguin. Uh, why don't you make me a life science to figure out what this last one is? Those who it's a it. 21 for Xenia, but that's a negative five to the DC if it's in a biology. Um, you've not met any of them before. This is a new alien playable species, new to Starfinder, introduced in this adventure path uh, called Trenir. 
and they are basically from like the Pluto of the Susculan system, like, you know, this very small icy dwarf planet. Um, it's it's way out there, and um, they have seemingly um, they are somewhat a construct race. Uh, they have like come into existence, come into knowledge of their existence after the gap. So fairly new race, and all this one seems to do. I'm unsure if it if you want to talk to it. Uh, it just waddles in a circle and says quonk all the time. Just quonk quonk. <laughs> I I love it already. I will protect this thing at all costs. (laughs) Maybe three feet tall. Miles slash Sprouts has an ultimatum for everyone. (laughs) Either the penguin goes, we all die. Um, I think I think I think Sprouts had his new best friend. Yeah. So the um uh Kalorgishi says, you know, please soldiers, you you must help us. I, I fear if we don't get off the planet soon, that well we will never get off of it. What would you guys like to do? Let's find us a ship. And how there, do you plan to no go way, about doing that? No way off planet without a ship. So that's that's what we got to find. Yeah. Seems like a priority. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, I mean, I, I suppose, uh, I mean, we can narrow down which ones are likely to contain ships by which ones are fully ablaze. Um, <laughs> do you want to divide and conquer? Spread out? Not even a little. Why not? Does this group have any engineers as part of their uh, in the refugee group? Uh, if you ask around, no, 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 no. We got scientists. The 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 dwarf introduces himself and says, uh, "The name's Brattleberg Bilgebratter," uh, and uh, talks about rocks a lot. He's a geologist. Uh, um, that's useful in fixing a, a spaceship. Um, is there a culture check we can make that might reveal like um, another place in the city that also? I mean, I'm, I, if there are hangars around that we can also check that they haven't checked, we should do so. Mm-hmm. But in the case that those are empty as well, um, is there is there a culture check we can make that might reveal another location in the city, like a private corporation that like might have? Is there a spaceship factory where we can just go build our own spaceship? <laughs> or, or or maybe there's a spaceship that looks kind of damaged if you're not an engineer but <laughs> is actually fixable that's what i was gonna say maybe there's a junkyard and we can find the millennium falcon yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that piece of junk <laughs> i immediately shoot you guys out of the sky uh no it, if you do want to um you can even conscript these um evacuees to help you out uh, certainly raz can as well uh to start you know trudging through the snow, looking all over the spaceport, but it's only a few minutes into your search as you're out in the, um, out in the open that your comm units once again, spark to life as a, at the same time, a tiny spacecraft flies over the spaceport kind of buzzing you uh, a video pops up in your comm feeds. And it is another familiar face from Fort Gallant. None other than that of Anasia render sprouts, pistol thief and heir to the render crime family. And let's see, uh, her face in the video is illuminated from below by the electronic readouts of the vessel she has commandeered. And she smirks and says, uh, I thought I made you all out from above. And if it isn't my favorite soldiers in blue. Hello, Midnight Squad. How's tricks? A little dicey right now, Renda. You wouldn't uh, happen to have a little extra room for a couple of uh, flatfoots, would you? Oh, yeah. Now, looks like you're all in trouble down there. Unfortunately, this ship only has room for three people, me, myself, and I. Uh, 
I do have a lead on another vessel that never made it out of its hangar here at the spaceport, if you're interested. Eh, any port in the storm. Because you all didn't throw me to the other SDF wolves back at Fort Gallant, this information is free of charge. It's a one-time coupon you all earned, so don't think I'm going to go soft on you here. Uh, you'll find a, a locked underground hangar bay at the coordinates I'm sending you. Belong to a hotshot slime ball that got himself whacked a while back by the name of uh, Garmaljero. It's a pleasure cruiser, but it's certainly enough to get you and your crowd off planet. Is Paul Malgero, is that name familiar? It is. Yeah, that was uh, the guy your callow senator or whatever uh, met this, with. Is this the ship that Raz was trying to steal? And uh, It was. <laughs> or he was or trying to, rob to you know, from. steal something on board. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. you know, and he can... Uh, yeah, if he's listening on comms, <laughs> like listening in... Uh, uh, I don't know, has like an ear to Echo 7's chest <laughs> for his comm unit. It's like, oh, Gal Margero, oh, great, we're going back to that. He, uh, Raz can inform me that, you know, he did have like a legitimate starship uh, business, but also was known for running illegal things, smuggling, if you will. This is not the, this is not the Millennium Falcon, though. It's a different kind of smuggling. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anasia says, uh, uh, Listen, Sprouts, you make it off this rock, and based on this tip, we're no longer square. You, I do any more favors for you, and you're going to owe me one. But uh, maybe you look me up in Ultranius, and uh, I can call in a favor. You feel me? I feel you. Well, with that, uh, good luck, Midnight Squad. We'll, we'll see you off planet. She kind of kicks in the afterburners, and the comms cut out as uh, her vehicle makes for an angle of escape um, in her uh, like a parabola over the skyport, the spaceport here. And yeah, as soon as the jets are barely visible, the rumble dies down on the wind. You guys can make your way to these coordinates and find um, a very small, nondescript cement building, which looks more like a shed than anything. It does not look like it is able to hold a spaceship in it, but this is exactly where she has um, directed you towards. Uh, and it is nearly covered with snow. Um, but uh, as you get closer, it looks like it has taken some damage from a swarm attack as the door is nearly blown off its hinges and peering inside, you see a metal staircase leading down. Are we hauling all those people behind us? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we're leading we're leading a snack bar, essentially. Yeah, yeah. so with Zelenin and Raz, I think it's like nine people. <laughs> okay. Uh, Zelenin steps forward and says, uh, you know, with, with the other evacuees you know he, he's maybe binding up a wound on on the shear and evacuees leg um and as as you guys get there says uh you all should head out uh, now before us uh, who knows what dangers might lurk down there but the su- survivors and i here will will hide at the top of the stairs and if, if you find a vessel uh and are ready for us just contact me and, and we'll make our way down to you uh, may the forever queen watch over you midnight squad Thank you. And you as well. Right. So uh, the the lights in this small building are off and you can see through the darkness, uh, uh, the, the very simple set of metal stairs leading down maybe about 100 feet or so. But it is indeed pitch black in here. What are your guys' marching order and light sources? Uh, biggie up front. Well, I have <laughs> dark vision. So. Biggie up front. Biggie up front, glowing hot. <laughs> All right, Bigums can take the front. Uh, I'll bring up the rear. Uh, I'll hop I'll go right behind Devasho. And I'll go behind uh, Trixie Strixie there uh, and kick on my infrared sensors. 
uh Spouse will hop on top of Echo and he's got he's got a light source, doesn't he? Didn't he use something in the um Yeah, if you if you want to basically do the exact same thing as on Clutchstone Ridge, I think yeah, Zinnia might have given you her flashlight. Yeah, that's fine. Or communit. Is that and I have it? and I glow. I, I do with my little twin. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you you are a, a constant source of light, Tyler. Yeah, uh, I'm a great, sparkle boy. I'm going to take us down there now uh, to a new map, which is also using Roll20's delightful uh, light features, which I love so, so much. Um, and these stairs lead down to a simple steel door. Um, there is a a very obvious security camera looking behind you all towards this door. Um, though since the, the hangar, it doesn't seem like power is on, at least in this hallway. It doesn't look operational. Like there's a light on it that is black. Uh, the door has a simple numeric keypad on the wall next to it, um, controlling the lock, but it seems without power, it cannot be unlocked by entering the correct code. Um, Unless it was juiced up. Uh, why don't you guys make me a perception check while you're you're hanging out down here? My favorite. Twenty from Sprouts. I can do it. Uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> perception, not your uh, cup of tea. No. Um, looking looking this over. Um, you think that you could probably jerry rig it to. Um, like hook up one of your own batteries to the pen pad to to try and and hack into this thing, or you know there's ways to um, you know you can just beat the door down or try and disable the lock with with engineering. Um, how do you guys want to to get through here? Well, we're going to need to find the power source to get in here anyway because we're going to need to get the doors open to fly the ship out. I presume. Yeah, I mean, but this is. This is door one of this facility. Yeah, <laughs> so. it would only restore power to one door. So yeah, that that's like hooking up one of your weapons batteries to the the pin pad itself. So but, I'd be happy to engineer my way through, mm-hmm. unless y'all Sounds want good. to computerize it. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll engineer. Yeah, my, uh, best, yeah. my best idea, other than that, is just stick my sword in and wiggle it. Yeah, that's that's the best I got. So that would be a strength check. That'd be trying to use it like a a fulcrum. Yeah, like a lever. No, so otherwise, I think engineering is a good choice. Yeah, otherwise, Devasho has to break it with a shield. Can I get an assist on this? Or um, yeah, there's probably enough room at the door for one person to like maybe hold the um, the uh, the weighted bar while you're like jiggling in there trying to to unlock it. Um, Anyone else have engineering? Who else oh, has no. engineering? I, no? I have some. <laughs> I have I have plus two. I have plus oh, four. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. It sounds. <laughs> I guess I'll do it on my own. No, I mean, I've like got, got, got plus four, so I can uh, try to yeah. assist. Yeah. yeah do same. It. I've been oh, rolling a rocks tonight. Um, Why would you say that? Never mind. You should keep saying that. Those are two assists. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys. Well, it looks like Drew rolled perception again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's okay. We only need uh, only well, one. My perception and my engineering out. are the same. So oh, okay. <laughs> well, barely an assist, but uh, only only one of these is going to to work for you. But you've got okay. it. I'm sure Zinnia, because you're some kind of freak operative. That's skill. a twenty-two with the assist. Oh yeah, that is enough. And I also have an engineering kit, so I get no penalty on this if that matters. It does because otherwise it'd be like. 22 i think <laughs> exactly uh to to open this up um yeah so you're able to basically just dismantle the lock and um 
uh, yeah. So do you want to let Davasho open the door up or are you doing like one of the cool, like open sesame in like a heist movie <laughs> moment? Yeah, I'll, I'll step aside and, and kind of gesture to him to go ahead and open the door. Balcol, Porsche. Um, open. open the pod bay doors, Devasho. So let me get to the map and I will do this for you. Boop, open it up so you can see into this hallway here. As soon as you open up the door, though, uh, there is an ear piercing sonic blast hits you all in the face. Uh, the pressure of which is nearly enough to knock you off your feet. Burst your eardrums. I need everyone to make a fortitude save. <laughs> <laughs> Mom Fort. Oh, that's not good. We are looking at uh, DC 12. Oh, Zinnia got a five. I think Echo I got certainly it. failed. Echo 7 Ooh. got a 16. Got a 12 exactly. 12 saves. Uh, Natural 20. If this, if this is a saving throw against mind affecting effects, paralysis, poison, polymorph, sleep, or stunning, <laughs> I get plus two, which would make me 12. Ooh, stunning. This is. Uh, sonic damage that's going to be coming at you and uh, the deafened condition. And unfortunately, I don't believe the plant bonus is going to do anything for that. So both Sprouts oh. and Zinnia have failed here. Um, and everyone else is going to take half damage from 2d6 of Sonic. Ooh, nine points, Oof. which Oof. is four on the half. But like I said, uh, those who fail the save Zinnia and Sprouts um, why don't you each roll me a D4, a two and a three? Not that it will super matter here, but that is the number of hours that you have the deafened condition for. Oh my God. Uh. Yeah, it's it's not a pretty one. Uh, one of the things that that is going to um, affect is uh, initiative as well as, you know, you automatically fail uh, auditory perception checks, things like that. It's a minus four penalty to initiative uh, and and opposed perception checks and yeah. any sound based perception checks. You just fail flat out. Yes. Oh, do you have the <laughs> the, the uh, official card? <laughs> yeah. What, what's this little goblin look like? Uh, he's got uh, one of those little uh, ear <laughs> ear horns. horn things. It looks like a, a um, an ear. oil funnel. Eh? Um, it does uh, abate after about. Uh, you know, like 15 seconds or so, uh, this this blast. But yeah, you can see like right above the door, it looks like a uh, a separate power source feeding this um, the security device. Can we take it? Can you take it? Take take it with you. <laughs> take the power source. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean it's it's a, a okay. very minor battery. But as you can see, um, it, it, do you want to look it over, Devasho? Sure. Yeah, I think you would like uh, try to rip it ooh, out in yeah, order to right cut the alarm. Uh, you'd probably have to make an engineering check to disable it, but you can tell gotcha. that it has a minimal battery power and seems to be charging back up. Can I disable oh, it? Yeah, yeah. Devasha would point at it and be like, "Yes, I, I think it is recharging for another round." Yeah, you can you can fly up there and. Um, I tried. That's an oh, eleven. No. Oh, no. Uh, thankfully, this thing does have some time before it blows again. So uh, failing that is not going to set it off once more. But uh, if, if you take 10 on this, uh, you'll be able to, you know, there's a, a couple of wires you can snip to disable it completely. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, it resets in a minute. So actually, you, actually, why don't you roll that for me? Because I don't know if uh, taking 10... Take 10 requires more than a minute, I think. Yeah, well, it depends on, on the skill. Um, but I think, I mean... You're not going to roll five twos in a row, right, Rebecca? 
I hope not. You want uh, just, another? Just roll me one more. Yeah, roll me one more time. We, yeah, it's a nineteen. Yeah, it's DC sixteen to disable this. So, all right, we're moving on, and you guys see the bare hallways of this underground bunker are just unpainted cement. There's some maybe power conduits and, and heating pipes running along the ceiling, about twelve feet over your heads, and the cement floor is scuffed in places from what looks like heavy footprints and tire marks. Uh, so yeah, you see these cement hallways you guys can begin to move out and in whatever order you'd like there's a one going east west one going north south uh make me a perception check now that you're out here and it looks like a fairly large facility boy i'm loving all these perception checks where's my ride i'm right there oh there they are God. Blarg. this would be a 25 for Zinnia as long as it's vision based my name's echo seven and i can only roll a seven Excellent. So a 26 and a 22 from our two deaf characters. Uh, <laughs> all right. So nobody hears uh, what is happening. Oh, no. Here. Uh, maybe the ringing in the rest of your ears is like too much as you don't hear a slow whirring noise of hover jets of some kind uh, coming in your direction as turning, turning the corner just at the edge of your vision, I believe. A good, good friend. Uh, Davasho is going to be able to make out uh, something coming right for him. And there is something coming right for me. Eh? I said, <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, this is what this thing looks like. I'm going to try and where we have some space here, make it a little bit bigger. Make it big. It's a little floating orb with a oh, couple of uh, like arms stapled on it. Stapled? Um, yeah, just bolted right on on this floating orb uh you might recognize this as an observer class security robot with robotic arms attached to the side and as it comes up to you devasho you hear it uh call out unauthorized persons detected initiating neutralization protocol oh you know we're an initiative turn order everyone make those rolls don't worry that much because I did roll a one. On <laughs> <All> uh, <right. laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty uh, small there. I do have a pretty good initiative, right? Yes, but that still means we got a lot of people going first. Uh, so you're uh, those of you with dark vision uh, can see at the end of this hallway and the rest of them can inform that um what about 30 feet in front of Devasho down this hallway? There's indeed a security robot. Uh, first in the turn order is Trest. Jabert. Oh boy, let's see here. Uh, hmm. A lot of your friends in your way right now. And you, yeah. you technically cannot. Do you have dark vision? Uh, no, I've got right. a flashlight. Uh, right, sort right, of right. like attached to my armor, but um, well, you'd have to move up to be able to see this thing. All right, well, yeah. Well, I'm going to move up the 20 feet that I can move. And I don't think I can see it yet, so I'll move up another 20 feet. Uh, and then, yeah, that should just be able to get you within range of seeing this baddie. Uh, and I point it out and I say, here it is. <laughs> Drew, uh, Echo 7 is next with a 16. Uh, and now you can see this thing illuminated at the end of the hallway through <laughs> through Debashu's chitinous plates. Uh, what would Echo 7 like to do? Take it a shot. It's a 15 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. For one damage. Oh, that's barely a hit. That's a, it's a, a little hit. It's a baby hit. But first points of damage on. And now you have moved your good friend Sprouts closer. And Sprouts, you are, um, 
you're able to see because of Trest's light here. All right. uh, with, with low light vision, so go ahead and make an attack. All right. So yeah, uh, he infers kind of what's going on as he sees his his buddy and ride uh, take a shot at this orb. So he's going to assume that uh, he missed the the information that this was a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to uh, do a trick attack and a CR nine or lower. Oh yes, tricked. Uh, so it's a twenty-two to hit and a hit uh, for three damage total. All right, another little plink off of this thing's circular hide. Uh, next is Devasho. All right, we're gonna take a move action. We're gonna go down the hallway, and then there's as Devasho's traveling down this hallway, he's gonna go past Echo Seven in the sprouts. He's gonna go past Trest, and then right past mm-hmm. Trest, there's a hallway that kind of branches off to our uh, west side. And he's uh-huh. actually going to uh, stand there, okay. and he is because sure. with his ten foot of reach, I I don't know if this guy's going to get like a little bit of cover from that since I'm technically kind of around a corner. I don't know how you want to rule that, um, but he's he's I think he wants to position himself there to try to make the attack. That is fine, though. I will warn you as soon as you go down that hallway, you see another one of these security robots coming right for you from behind. Oh. Uh, and, it's like a surprised Pikachu face. Yeah, it uh, it says. Uh, Unauthorized persons detected <laughs> initiating neutralization protocol. Uh, First one's like, I already said that. Shoot to kill. <laughs> kill them now. I already read them, Miranda's. You just kill them. <laughs> um, it's in all my programming. I can't not say that. <laughs> the third one comes from behind you and says, Initiate. We already said that twice. Just kidding. There's just two. What you want to do, Tyler, now that you've got that information? Okay. Still want to beat up on this one? Yes, because this guy's just going to come up behind me and and hit me anyway. So probably I might as well just at least take a have a chance to put some damage on the board here now. Uh, So, yeah, let's hit it with a shield and no bonuses or no blade yet. I've rolled. Okay, that's a crack die on roll 20. Obviously, I should just (laughs) re-roll that. It says, I don't know, it's pretty specifically saying it's a five that you rolled here. I mean, I know what the macro says, but nobody cares about that. I care about the 3D dice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Five on the Shake your computer monitor. (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Uh, That is a miss. Yeah. All right. Well, that's and, all I got. Uh, with my one roll of initiative, I get to go before Zinnia because she's dead. <laughs> Doesn't know what's happening. Uh, you can make an attack of opportunity, Tyler, uh, as okay. this one is going to shoot at you. Point blank. Well, that's quite mean. Well, I mean, you are unauthorized personnel. And that's it's- a better. That's a better swing. Uh, hey, sixteen on the dice, twenty-one to hit. Oh, oh, hey, okay, now calm down. That is a hit. <laughs> Nine points of gotcha damage. Oh, you did get me this time. This time. Nine. This time. So this thing is now bloodied as you see some sparks like spewing out of its side, and uh, I don't know. It says. Uh, Neutralization protocol initiating persons detected unauthorized. It's a little mixed up. <laughs> it's a little confused, but it's still going to try and shoot you. Point, point blank. Fair enough. A 17 oh. on my dice. That is definitely a hit. And it is. Um, uh, this is non lethal. It has a pulse caster pistol inside of it. Oh, now I feel kind of blast. Yeah, but it's max damage. So I don't feel that bad. Five oh, yeah, points no. of electricity <laughs> damage. And I think you're the main target for this other one, too. So it's it's going to do the same uh, single right. single shot against you. A 14 on the dice is a hit. Rolls. And max damage. Oh, Four, come on, five, Patrick. 
four on the dice, five points of electricity damage. Uh, that is their turn. Zinnia, you are last in the turn order, but you're next. What would you like to do? All right. Well, Zinnia has been looking behind her this whole time, clearly, but um, now realizes nothing's <laughs> back there and turns around to find all of her friends in the middle of a firefight. Uh, and she is going to... <laughs> They're like fly. over comms, like, <laughs> Zinnia, quickly! um okay uh she's going to fly how how high are the ceilings here 12 foot okay um she's just gonna fly just kind of hover in the air um (laughs) and get a little bit closer and um i'm going to shoot stealthily with my laser pistol with the trick okay shooting at the the one that is currently oh wait i was going to ask if i can identify this or do i need to identify it uh, yes. Do I know what uh, it is? To get your, your bonus, you would need to. That would be engineering. Okay. I'll do that first. It's a 13. No, 14. Um, that will be enough to know uh, just two pieces of information about them. They are observer class security robots, and I think we fought them in every single uh, book one uh, of the Starfinder <laughs> APs thus far. But uh, you may not remember what they do. Um, what would well, you like to know? Zinnia hasn't fought one, has she? That is true. Yeah, yeah. So Rebecca knows all about them, but Zinnia it's probably is been new. like a full year since she fought <laughs> one in against the Aeon Throne. So what, what would you like to know about them? Do they have any special abilities, special attacks? Uh, they do. They have, um, let's see, one is, oh no, they're, they're, both technically defensive. Uh, the one that is not specifically um, something you would be able to tell just by looking at it is called uh, exigency, and the robot can spend a large store of its energy to increase its processing power to avoid an attack and re-roll a failed reflex save with a plus 10 bonus. They are very fast. Mm. Very, very good at reflex. So something like a grenade they can like try and double dip, dodge, dive, duck, and dodge out of the way of. Um, what else would you like to know? Uh, defenses? Or does that count as defense? That is one of its defensive abilities. It has construct immunities, but um, um, I'll give you a weakness. It is, of course, weak to electricity. Ooh, okay. Um, go ahead and make your attack now. Okay. This is a actually a CR 16 or lower on the trick, so that goes off. <laughs> oh, goodness. And that is a 16 to attack. So, uh, success, success. How much damage? Awesome. So, three damage. Ooh, it's still up, though. Ooh, this one's still up. It's gotten hit by nearly everyone here. Uh, Trest, we're back to you. You can see this thing full light now. What would you like to do, Jabra? Oh, yeah, it's been hit by nearly everybody. Nearly everyone that, well, everyone that's tried, right? Yeah. Everyone who could reach it. Which means you're you're putting the the final nail in this coffin, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to jog on up and uh, uh, try to chop off that uh, that zapping gun. Protocol initiate. Beep, beep, beep. Ooh, 15 versus KAC. That is exactly its KAC. Shoo, uh, four points of damage. It had one left, so it goes down uh, in a, a smoking, spritzing shower of sparks. Oh, teamwork. Chop, <laughs> chop the dome into two perfectly uh, shaped salad bowls with uh, with electronic parts in them. We'll make soup in these later. <laughs> Get a stew going. Um, <laughs> right. Drew, you're next with Echo 7. I don't think you can currently see the other security robot uh, in the hallway you are in, 
But, uh, oh, you know it's there because you heard a shot coming from that direction. Okay, so uh, I'm going to run down here and turn just to see what's going down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, moving there, you can just see it, I think, on the dim light being shed by Devasho. But to, to get a good look at it, you would have to be within 15 feet with uh, your light or Sprout's light. Well, I have infrared sensors, so doesn't that give me a certain amount of dark vision? Does it? Oh, yo, you uh, have them installed in your armor, right? Right. Uh, you tell me. <laughs> Is that what they, yeah, that's what they do, correct? Yeah, I think it's 60 feet, isn't that right? Oh, nice. Now you're like a, a real robot boy. True robot boy. I forgot you you took that armor that already had it um, installed, correct? Yes. And I kicked, I declared that I was kicking them on as we came inside, so. Uh, excellent. Go ahead and, and make your attack. All right. Uh, going to shooty shoot this dude with an azimuth artillery laser. Here we go. 16 to hit. Ooh, that's a hit. Two damage. All right, doubling that one from from last turn, uh, scoring a a hit off the dome of this robot. Miles, your next sprouts. Uh, once again, can just see this thing in, in that dim light. All right, so sprouts is going to take it take his shot. Mm-hmm. Um, try the turk attack. Cr eleven. <laughs> and a natural 20 on yeah. dice. Trick goes through, and boy, does it. Uh, this, Besides being weak to electricity, these robots are weak to critical hits. Oh, I think so. that deserves... <laughs> Boom shakalaka! That's what you call a cosmic crit! Kaboom! Yeah! <laughs> All right. Um, you uh, figure out the damage right now, and it's going to be one and a half times that damage. Uh, as I'm going to thank one of our Patreon subscribers at the $10 level or above. And I think ooh, this week, um, I don't know if we have a specific shout out, but I want to shout out um, Tom G. Tom G. Uh, Tom Gooden who is uh, one of our subscribers and has been on our Patreon for some time. Thank you for supporting us. If you want to get a shout out on the air every time me or one of these fools rolls a crit, uh, join on our Patreon page. Oh, uh, what you got? So it would if it, uh, it would be nine times 1.5 would be 13.5. Uh, so I guess we round up for that. 13, yeah. All right. That is not enough to destroy It'll this be thing. 14. Uh, no, it, it rounds oh, down. Oh, rounds down. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Not enough to destroy it, but it is nearly destroyed from one very clean uh, targeted shot to maybe like its ocular sensor in the front where it's like, I don't know what to do now. Uh, Tyler, can you bring us home with Devasho? You are next. Hopefully, yes. Maybe. I believe in you, Tyler. I believe in you. I believe that maybe yes. Uh, let's move up to this robot. I don't need to get that close. And do it. do a punch. It's going to be a, a shield. I'm just going to uppercut it right into the ceiling. One hopes. One does. 19 nice. against KAC as I hit nine points of uppercut into the ceiling damage. Yeah, with that, that thing is bifurcated once more by your energy shield. Uh, you maybe hit some pipes up there and, and some steam comes out as it dies. And we are out of combat. Woo! Um, great, great. Um. It, uh, it does seem pretty quiet. Those of you that can hear in the rest of the facility, um, doesn't sound like anything else is coming your direction. Uh, so we are out of it, and hopefully you are scot-free. Uh, what would you like to do now? 
there were some uh, rooms in the corridor we just kind of fought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking we could, you know, pop some doors uh, over there. On the, the western side of the building? So there are what looks like, now that you're looking at it, um, four different rooms along the, the western side of this facility. You just want to take them in, in turn? Yep. Yep, let's just pop. Let's just slide them open. If there are, if there are like, if there seems like there might be some supplies inside that we could use um, to like give to people, then yeah. we'll take them. Otherwise, we'll move on. So, does everyone everyone want to go in these rooms and take a take a look around? Yeah. Um, so the first one, it is a, a fairly small room uh, as you open the door here, and it looks to be a security station for the hangar. You see a couple of metal chairs before a dead computer terminal with several monitors hanging above it on the wall. Um, so that is that is what you see in this room. It does look, once again, like the power is out here. Um, so probably not a lot you can do with this yet. Uh, oh, okay. And this wouldn't be like the area where we could... This is just security. We can't restore power using these terminals. No, no. And it looks like maybe just, you know, a room um, that... Uh, uh, you, you see like another security camera in this hallway. Now that you're, you're looking around for it. Um, you, you think that you'd be able to, to access that data from here, that those security feeds, if the power was up and going down the other three rooms, they look as you go into them one by one to be storage. Uh, they are indeed marked as such, and they are nearly identical storage spaces packed with mostly empty crates, cabinets, uh, boxes and things like that. Um, why don't you guys make me a perception check as you're you're searching through these? Perfect. It's Perfect. a 19 for Zinnia if it's vision based. <laughs> it is, and it is dim, dark in here, and along with it looks like Echo 7's got got that as well. The 18. <clears throat> uh, so while examining the southernmost uh, room here, you find what looks like. Um, uh, laid out on one of these crates, a physical manual, like a paper manual that reads as its title, uh, Starship Maintenance and Launch Procedures. Oh, that could be handy. It does indeed look like it is, if you're leafing through it in common, uh, the the ways you would go about refueling a Starship's conventional thrusters from a TL-9000 series Thasterton-based refueling system. Zinnia will pocket this as the resident engineer slash pilot. And Sprouts, or no, Echo 7, uh, Drew, looking through the middle room here, you find um, in the middle storage area an armor upgrade, still in its packaging, uh, though covered in dust, known as an auto CPR unit. Auto CPR unit. I think that is from Armory. Is that automatically stabilized? Uh, Yes. So when one of your vital signs falls below uh, an acceptable level, it administers aid. Uh, so it, it monitors like your heart rate, blood pressure, things like that. And if you are zero points in dying on the next turn, it'll attempt to stabilize you um, with a plus five total skill bonus. Um, so it'll, it'll attempt to perform that um, that stabilization. Um, Pretty cool. Something to, to look over. Uh, I don't know if anybody wants to uh, take some time to install it right now, but you can if you'd like. Uh, I mean, I ha- I already I have the or Devasho has the that magical hybrid um, twirly gig uh, that can save his life. So if somebody else wants to auto CPR, I don't know if I need two two items that save my life. <laughs> I feel like, but I'll take two. I mean, I'll take two items that save his life. I don't want him to die, but I also it might be better to spread those kind of 
uh, resources out. I mean, I feel like one of these needs to go to Trest because of his ability to stabilize us as a cantrip. I mean, yeah. Um, that may be a useful thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, because I have a free upgrade slot now. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll hang on to it until we're able to install it. Um, well, like I said, if you guys are, are spending time now to to search through these rooms, once you get to that second room, if you want to to do that, you can. And I'm going to start revealing other parts of this facility as you're you're walking around. Uh, it looks like the hallway where the second security robot came from um, is kind of towards the middle of the facility, and there are um, two large rooms, uh, one in the north, one in the south, and then there's another hallway. Uh, leading to the east from there. And there's a, a couple of doors on the south and one on the, the north of that hallway. I want to check out this southern room. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you and Devasho are headed on over. Do you guys, yeah. do, does everyone else want to go to the, the other room or what do you want to do? Divide these up if you'd like. Um, I'm going where Echo goes. <laughs> you don't have a choice. I feel like uh, Echo wants to post up in the hallway near mm-hmm. some of this stuff in case something goes down that he needs to on overwatch as it were. Yeah. Okay. So opening up this door, let's go to here. Mm-hmm. I will reveal it on the map. Pow. Popping open this hey. door. The center of the room is occupied by a large power core stretching from floor to ceiling cables attached to the core, uh, stretch in all directions overhead. And you can see a security camera pointed at the power core as well as a small, computer terminal adjacent to it that emits a dim light. Okay. Zinni is going to go disable the security camera. Okay. So just snap the, uh, the wires that anyone's seeing your, your dirty deeds here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she's going to go to the computer terminal and have some fun. Sure. Um, It looks like it's going to take some time here, but um the the power core is on like emergency power right now and, and booting it back up um you can either uh do so manually with engineering or um through the computer terminal with a computer's check um uh, but either of which you think is going to take like a good 10 minutes okay hey i mean i'm not picky do y'all have advice does it matter I, I can look in other rooms at the facility while you do this why don't you go ahead and Turn on the power. Okay. Is there uh, anything about this in the, in the book? Um, this is not a part of the refueling station. This looks like just part of the facility. But you imagine if you find um, a ship or or refueling system, it will need to be powered. So, uh, Rebecca, this this can be either computer or engineering. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're the same for me. So I'll just do engineering. It's a sixteen. Uh, yep, that will be a success. And like I said, it does look like it is going to take some time. So uh, as you are in this room working about, you find a small cabinet nearly flush against the wall in like a corner of the room as you're working on the um, power core. And inside there is an engineering toolkit, a fully charged beacon, uh, like a portable light, kind of like a, a tower light and a spare battery. Nice. And let's go. So there's this room to the north here. It looks like everyone else is maybe heading up that way while you are turning the core on. And this is what you see inside. And I will read a quick description here as the main feature of this room is a large elevator platform set into a, a massive metal hatch in the floor. A massive crate occupies the the platform and above two metallic doors cover 
a dark shaft that seems to exit the chamber at a kind of like a 45 degree angle headed north. Uh, there's another security camera here pointed at the platform. There's some empty crates and, and packing material that line the walls and it, the room stinks fairly of axle grease. Um, and what else? Oh, uh, along the southern wall here, you see plugged into a stationary battery pack what looks like a fully charged carbo lifter um, suit of powered armor. What would you guys like to do? Uh, the four gents here uh, popping into this room. Dress, do you think you can operate that cargo loader? Absolutely not. I am not uh, trained to do that. That would be very much against oh. the rules. I believe Echo 7 has mentioned working in with equipment of some kind. Echo, can you work this cargo lifter in the room? Echo 7 has already discarded all of his armor in order to get into this thing. Well, you can you can have light armor on <laughs> when you uh when you wear power armor. <laughs> Don't get naked. Oh, oh no, Echo. <laughs> Stop it. Wait, is Echo naked all the time? Are you just like in your skin? Is this kind of like Idris Elba in Cats, where it's like, like when he takes <laughs> off the coat, he looks like like weirdly more naked? <laughs> Can we not ever reference Cats again on this podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the Cats cast, everybody. It's our new yeah. podcast within a podcast. It's how, a- how, to, how to be Jellicle in Starfinder. Right? <laughs> Cat, oh, cats make crit. Oh yeah, you you know you know if uh, if Trest goes down, I'm coming back as Mister Bistopheles, the Patra uh, mystic, <laughs> magical mist. So never killing diverse character. Got it. Hooray! <laughs> the big bad is about to like bring a sword down on you, and it's like uh, Tyler's character. <laughs> never mind. Oh, what? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can take this armor. What else do you guys want to do in this room? Taking a look around or? Yeah. Uh, does this look like the uh, like the the portion of the platform that sort of um, you would put something on and it would lift up and then it would go elsewhere? Yeah. Yes. You didn't see it from above, but like you think you would you, you would see the sticking out of the ground even under the snow if it was up top. Um, and there is a, a large crate all in the middle of the platform. Ooh, could I go take a look at the crate maybe? Mayhaps. Uh, it is It is extremely large, nearly takes up the entire platform, and it is um, it's labeled Return to Sender, and uh, there's some technical jargon on the outside of it. Do you want to crack this open? Uh, yeah, yeah. If it just, uh, if it doesn't say what it is, that would, I mean, you know, got to make sure it's something safe. Uh, inside, you know, it, it might take you a minute to put two and two together between like the, the PO order on the outside and, and what you're looking at, but it seems to be a partially disassembled drift engine, um, in some kind of state of, uh, disrepair. Um, and yeah, it seems like, uh, perhaps it was being taken away, um, and brought back upstairs at some point. Hmm. We might need that. It is about, um, maybe five foot tall and like six by five foot wide. Um, if Debosho, only we had, if only we had a cargo lifter. <laughs> I was about to say it would, it would probably take uh, at least three people with a strength score of 16 or higher working together to shimmy it around, move it. So um, Tyler, what's Debosho's strength? Leave 16. Oh, well that's useful. Um, but if you are indeed able to get into this suit of powered armor, um, Echo 7, that will beef up your strength, right? It should. 
Yeah, it basically you, oh, replaces yeah. his strength with the uh, suit strength. Yes, that yeah. brings your strength up to 20 uh, and also gives you the large size here. You're basically like the, the power lifter from the end of uh, Aliens or the beginning of Aliens. Um, uh, but you, not being trained with the uh, the powered armor proficiency, it, you're basically limited to like little baby steps. Uh, there is a penalty to your EAC and KAC, and you are always flat-footed and off-target. But if you want to climb into this thing, you are able to move uh, this box with Devasho wherever you'd like. And there's a, a larger door here, um, like a cargo door into this room that you can can open up. So let's say 10 minutes have passed and you guys are able to um, to get the power core back online, uh, Zinnia. And as you do, the um, it goes from like uh, complete darkness to emergency lights uh, to eventually all the lights on in the, the facility. So we are back to normal light and you guys can all see the, the remaining doors here. A couple to the north, a couple to the south in this um, easterly headed hallway. There's not like a dimmer switch on that, by the way. Like you can't make it dim, but, but no. have the power still on. If you want to be better for me, <laughs> turn the the lights off in the facility. It might be located at another computer terminal. Um, Zini, I was actually about to say uh, maybe Devasha when he sees the lights come on would open comps to Zinni and say, like, "Should we check out that security panel that we saw earlier? Maybe rip the feeds." from those videos and see if we cannot discover something. It also might help us locate the hangar bay with the ship. I was thinking the same thing. I think we should backtrack a little bit before we go down this hallway. Fine idea. Back to this top room, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The The computers are like rebooting and stuff as you go here. Uh, and it looks like about eight different security feeds. Actually, no, not, I think 10 because there's one um, that would be outside uh, looking looking out, I think it got destroyed. One in the the hallway where the the trap was set off. Um, one is down because you cut the <laughs> the feed to the power core room. Uh, but there's a couple others around the facility, and one of them is indeed in what looks like a large hangar bay, where you see a very sleek, like the side of a a, a blue and and orange ship. Um, uh, anybody that wants to, to help out here going and looking through this feed uh, of these different rooms, make me a perception check. Oh, boy. Yeah. 16 from Sprouts. 13 from Echo 7. 23 from Zinnia, mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. vision-based. It is. Looking at them com- computer feeds. Uh, 23 also from Trest. Good, good, good. Uh, so both Trest and Xenia, as you're looking through these feeds, maybe trying to figure out how you're going to get into this computer system here, uh, you see like a flash uh, of movement from the the terminal as there's uh, next to this large starship, a couple of like boxes and crates, and you see something like very quickly move past those crates. And, and out of the, the camera's view. Um, in addition to that, uh, you're not sure exactly what you saw there. Um, there is, there's the computer here and you can see a couple of different rooms. One of them that looks like there's a lot of um, uh, mechanical equipment and hoses and things. And there's another that looks like a small break room. A third that looks like maybe flight controls. Uh, there's like a lot of um, chairs and computer consoles and things like that. And another room where there are two more security uh, robots just kind of like hovering in, in, in place. 
And that is what that was what you guys see on these screens. Uh, is there any sort of a graphical display of where these rooms are, like on a map, sort of Five Nights at Freddy's style? That's a great question. I don't think so. That might be something that could be in the computer system, um, but there's nothing, uh, no password on a post-it note on the uh, the, the camera feed. Can I try to hack in to see if we can get some more mm-hmm. lay of the land? What, uh, you have your, your comm unit here. Uh, this looks like a, a pretty beefy computer system. Is there anyone that wants to, to help her out? Uh... I would love to hit some buttons. Yes. Oh, uh, no. Sprouts will help. Oh, probably for the best. That's a 20. All right. So aided. Um, do, do, do you want to try Tyler? Oh, sorry. Oh, I got a natural 20. So I think <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Never mind. I'm pretty sure this computer <laughs> test has been passed. Uh, that one has. Uh, and as you hack into this computer, um, Barely with Sprout's help. It is a tier three computer. So this was a DC 25 uh, to get into here. Um, you have access to, um, I guess, maybe shut off that trap from here uh, and uh, access to those feeds. So you can like shut off the com- the, um, the security feeds if you'd like. And in those, it will identify each room, uh, not where it is. There is not a map, but um what each room is and indeed it's flight control there's the refueling room uh break room see power core uh freight elevator things like that as well as um the uh the hangar bay and there is another section of the computer here that is listed uh as uh being behind a separate subroutine and it is a robot command security robot command Ooh. We could have some fun with some security robots. If by fun you mean turn them off, yeah. Let's maybe try to turn uh, them well, off. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously. To do that, it will require a separate uh, computer's check. Okay, I will try. Anybody Probably won't aid? get a natural 20 this time. Oh, my goodness, if you do. Uh, try to aid. Debasha, do you want to try to help? <laughs> I mean, I'm untrained. Is that okay? Mm, you can. I mean, it's DC ten. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natural, Natural twenty. Natural twenty from Devasha on the computer. You push the buttons in the right order. Good job. Yeah. is <laughs> a- so excited. He's just like he's just hitting away. And <laughs> I'm giving you a minus ten penalty for for your enthusiasm, but that is still a ten, and that is enough. <laughs> All right, here goes. That's a twenty-five. Oh my goodness. Plus the ass- two assists would be a twenty-nine. That is enough. Yes. 27. Uh, and you were able to hack in past a, um, a firewall. looks like there was indeed a lockout uh, countermeasure if you failed that. Um, but uh, yeah, you have access to these security robots. And from here, you can shut them down. Nice. I will do that immediately. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you see it like typed out on the screen. <laughs> security protocols uninitialized. <laughs> <laughs> de-escalating situation um right that is that's mostly what you get from from this room here besides the the information you've already gotten um where would you guys like to head next down that hallway to the east yep there's two doors to the south one to the north all right let's uh oh, let's see. take the one on the south that is furthest to the west sort of like the first one we come to yeah. and opening up you see this is indeed the refueling um section of this facility oh i have a book about this don't i 
<laughs> yes. Uh, fuel control. The As you open the door, you're hit with the, the smell of combustible fuel as it hangs in the air. There are several pipes running along the ceiling and down to the, the southern wall, all connected to very complex fuel mixing devices along the, the sides of the, the room, as well as monitoring computers. Uh, the floor, ceiling, and walls are, are all bare cement here. And indeed, if you're looking through that book, it seems like this is used to mix chemicals held in large underground tanks for, for safety and storage uh, to cr- create um, starship fuel. So it, it, can I can I see on the monitors, like if the starship that is in the hangar bay is already filled or like how does this work? Um, it, it looks like that is controlled from somewhere else, but... Um, uh, it looks like you will have to like get this started once the power went out. It probably like turned all of this off. Um, so this will be another engineering check. It looks like Zinnia might be the star of this episode. Who saw <laughs> that coming? A lot of a lot of engineering, a lot of p- potential computers checks as well. Y'all are lucky you have me around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can this success hasn't gone to her oh, head no. at all. Look at- says says the girl that rolls a natural too. Yeah. Uh, pride, pride does come before the fall. So, so <laughs> can, can this be assisted? And if we assist, is there any chance that this still passes? If we uh, assisting happens before the roll, but she gets a plus two bonus for having the book in front of her. And like, oh, nice! So that makes that it a thirteen. Still a fail. Uh, so that takes about five minutes before you're like covered in 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 grease and stuff like that, like poking around these machines. You're like, uh, maybe you need some help here. So who, who's going inside to help out with it? I'll help. Tress, you got got a strong arm. He's, it needs sword some, into stuff. It needs some elbow grease, and I'll and I'll, I'll help like like turn a turn a wrench or something. Sure, make make me those aid aided uh, engineering checks first. All right, Trist aided Echo Seven aided. So plus four plus six bonus in total here, Rebecca. All right, so roll it again. Mm-hmm. I'm channeling my inner Kaylee right now. Oh. 17 plus six. <laughs> wanted to be six. a 20 so bad. It was almost a 20. Uh, yes, plus six. That is going to be enough. Uh, it's another five minutes, but eventually you hear the like the, the drum turning over and you, you know, what sounds like a very highly viscous liquid being squirted into it. And uh, the entire room kind of like hums to life as each system in, in order kind of um, starts up and mixes in different liquids here. Um. Excellent. Wow. Your guys are, are rushing through this area here. Where are we going next? Uh, uh, let's go to the north, kind of the next door we come to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Opening up this door to the north. This is indeed flight control. Uh, you see a row of computer consoles set into the northern wall behind a, a, a very large transparent aluminum window through which you can see the hangar and a very large ship. Um, there's a security camera looking out over you all in a, a door heading to the the east. What would you like to do? Uh, those are all disabled, right? We've disabled all the feeds. Uh, you did not tell me you wanted to do that, but um, you can you can go back to the computer room and just <laughs> cut them all off. Yeah, that, that's what I kind of figured we did. But yes, I mean, no, I, sign, I, I, no sign of your crimes will be recorded. Here. Uh, just steal just, a starship. Just to be just clear, this is not a crime. This is not a crime. <laughs> this, this we are liberating this. Papers of Order, uh, Part Twenty Six, Subsection That's A. That's true. That's true. I guess in time it's of fine. war, we the were... SDF can commandeer any vehicle, right? <laughs> we for purposes of re- rescuing right. civilians or rescuing other SDF members, uh, we may commandeer a vehicle. 
Uh, is that does the door uh, to the east here like obviously lead to the hangar? Is that kind of like a? Well, you know, there's uh, a you know, break room that we haven't come across yet as well. Yeah, there, there seems to be another room uh, headed to the east. Uh, do you do you want to open that up? Uh, oh in- yeah. Inside, you find another door, a cargo door, and a couple of disabled security robots, which we don't get to fight anymore. Woo! I come up and I pat one on the head, and I keep on walking. Friendship protocol initiated. <laughs> Follows you. <laughs> yes. I'm Before leaving flight control, is there anything like to do on these computer terminals or do I need to like activate flight control on a vehicle or I don't know how spaceships work? Uh, make me an engineering check. The 25. Please. Okay. Um, you, you can examine like the computers here are online immediately as um, the power is turned back on and there are readouts for like the ship and you can see it is uh, in working order. It's like clear. Um, but the conventional thrusters do need refueling. Okay. Um, and doing so will be a computer's check to navigate the system. It is not locked, but it is a little confusing. But I can refuel them from where I am. Yeah, this this is like flight control for everything for the, okay. the hangar. Question. Mm-hmm. If the ship is in working order, do we know why there's a second drift drive that is returned to sender? You'd have to get on board to figure guess, that out. I guess that's true. All right, that's a 27 on the computer's check. Uh, yep, so that is enough to get this refueling process started. But like about uh, 10 seconds into it, um, there is like a flashing red symbol on the computer screen. Uh, it seems like the there, there's a, a hitch in the system, as it says, the, um, the fuel hose clamp in in the hangar needs to be like fixed. There's something that won't allow fuel to to go through currently. So something okay. out in the hangar bay needs to be time to corrected. investigate. Open the cargo door. Oh yeah. So it reads damage to fuel hose clamp number four. Please repair or replace in order to maintain pressure. Let me figure out here and get the art for you of this ship. Uh, as you look out from the um. Uh, flight control, you can see on its side, it says uh, Terminus Wild on the side. This is what this Ooh. thing looks like. Oh, it's so tiny. <laughs> oh, it's actually a very large ship, but oh, it's a small oh, okay. picture. Oh. It looks a little like a cruise ship. Like a cruise it does. Liner. It yeah. is. It, it's a, a, a private uh, pleasure craft. And it's like very a, large. I feel like a team of skittermanders would come across that drifting in space and then <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> it, it also gives me kind of a space ace vibe. Mm. Right, right. I don't know if you've ever played the space ace games, but I've not. I uh, just learned of their existence, I think, this year. <laughs> not oh, man, as popular. You would, yeah. you, would, you would have a blast with them. Not as popular as their um, uh, counterpart. Uh, yeah, I guess they weren't. I mean, they they were. They, they, Another conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> opening up the door here to the hangar bay, um, uh, you see a massive jet blast set of uh, deflectors occupying the majority of the floor underneath the starship that fills this hangar bay. Um, the room is maybe 200 feet long, about half that distance wide and tall. Uh, the area around the vessel is crowded with heavy-duty equipment, a few wheeled tool cabinets. Um there's a pile of pallets and crates stacked in the southeast corner. And uh, yeah, just that service door leading to the south um, and the huge uh, uh, aluminum steel window looking into the, the flight control room. 
there is a pair of deactivated ceiling mounted security cameras uh, on each end of the hangar bay. And yeah, that's where you guys get your first look at Terminus Wild written across the, the backside of it in this large garish letters. It is a medium transport frame with a very sleek profile built in the Susculin based flux industries. And mm, uh, indeed you can, you can tell that there's a couple of observation windows along its, its side as well as the, the aft and forward lower decks. So it is, is indeed like a, uh, something you take out on the weekends <laughs> the starship you take on the weekends. Uh, it's a blackish blue color with orange and yellow highlights. And it is a fairly ostentatious show of wealth. This is like a private vessel. Um, right. So what would you guys like to do now? Well, I think Xenia would uh, tell everyone we need to find fuel pump four. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Fuel connector pump thing. Uh, fuel number thing. four. Yeah. Uh, Cause it needs to be repaired. Um, but stay vigilant because we did see some weird stuff on the security cameras in this room. All right. So you guys, uh, yeah, if looking you point, around, if you point Devasho in the right direction of hose clamp number four, he'll head off that direction. Sprouts is just kind of staring into space because he can't hear anything. You <laughs> <laughs> can write out messages or text messages to one another. I guess Zenia is deaf too. She's probably miming. She's talking with her hands a lot. So. Yeah, maybe about half an hour has passed since you guys got down here. Um, you know, doing some some major work on these these systems, but uh, you're still an hour and a half and two and a half hours away from uh, getting your hearing back. Uh, All right, right, so, so number four. <laughs> Yeah, pl- place yourself uh, around the room where you'd like to take a look. Uh, Devasha, you move like underneath and, and you can like put your um, people on top of the-, the ship here. It'll be like you're walking underneath it. Um, Devasha, you move right over to where it looks like a-, a small lift is able to come down from the, the ship. And that's where uh, it looks like the people loader in the, in the back is. Actually, oh, can I lower it? Uh, uh, yes. You want to pop on board? Yeah. Um, make everyone make me a perception check. Tell me what you get. Seventeen for Echo Seven. Uh, Twelve for Sprouts. Is this normal light? Uh, in here, yes. Yeah. Got so twenty-one for Zinnia. It's like floodlights overhead illuminating this. Ever vigilant uh, Devasho has a nine. Mm, I got a fourteen. Um, so Zinnia, you're able to see along the the wall here to the east, where it looks like there are a few like um, levered arms that would move over to the, the back of the, the starship uh, that seem to be resting against the wall here. But you imagine those are indeed the fuel hose pumps. Okay. Zenia will go over to what she surmises to be fuel pump for by counting left mm. to right. Um, she, oh, you, you and your math figuring out my fuel <laughs> pump puzzle. Uh, as, as you move on over there, uh, climbing atop these crates, uh, you see a, a wriggling mass of fungal tentacles and a mouth of sharp teeth. Uh, and it psychically calls out into all of your minds uh, a question, just a single question. It says, do any of you know the rate at which black holes consume nearby drift space? Of course, within a Galvionic state. <laughs> this is what this guy looks like. Oh, bummer. That's a bummer. <laughs> That's a real bummer. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's he's a cute little uh, uh, uh tentacle f- fungal friend. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a he's a little trivia trivia buddy. 
Yeah, I know. What it's another is. one of those teethy mouths. Oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's got a question for you. Does anybody want to answer? Do you mean an African black hole or an unladen black hole? <laughs> European black hole. European black hole. Australian, of course. Ignorance is no excuse. It's it's time you all perish along with the rest of this planet, you fools. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah. To be continued. I think that is the ugliest creature to deliver a to be continued that we've had. Um, I say it every week, Tyler, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wow. <laughs> Self-burn. Suicide by burn. Uh, yeah. We're going to start next week in combat as you guys are racing to refuel the Terminus wild and hopefully hightail it off of this planet before things go south. Uh, everyone, thank you for playing with me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Listeners, thanks for listening, though that's basically all you do here on the podcast. Thank you anyway, and guys, have a great week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.